It's Sunday, June 13th, 2021. It is 8.58 p.m. We are coming to you live from New York City. My name is Sam Sheffer. And I'm Tyler Gold. And welcome back to Summer School. Today's episode is dedicated to our dear listener, Simon Ingall. I probably butchered your name, but Simon sent us a tweet and said, talk about the future, not the past in summer school. So here we are. Today's episode is going to be hyper speculative on the future. I have I have no idea where this conversation is going to go. I have no idea what we're going to talk about other than the future. But I think it's a good topic because, um, you know, the 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 first well, we've done two of these, I think the episode zero, the pilot and then last week. So this is like episode two, episode three, whatever it is. Um, Who's counting? We're right. Um, well, there will be an end. To exactly. This, but, I know we are. <laughs> um, but I, I think he's right in that we've taught like the first one was like a backstory on me and you. Yes. And then the next one was kind of also like stuff that happened in the past. But to sort of speculate on the future, I mean, I, I just was to, to find Simon's tweet. I put into Twitter. I did like a, a quick Boolean search and I found a tweet from Tyler from April 8th, 2013, that says, the future is going to be a crazy place. And to which I replied, dude, we are living in the future and it is a crazy place. And that was 2013. It's crazy. And so, it's crazy. And so here we are, like about, you know, eight, eight-ish years later. And uh, yeah, the future is pretty it's crazy. effing crazy. Like we have gone through a pandemic we're maybe on the cusp of interplanetary species. Yeah. We kind of have, you know, self-driving cars to a degree. Um, you know, the, the transportation that we have now, like I'm looking at my, you know, my skateboards, the scooters, the bikes. Um, all right. So, Tyler, I'll basically kick it off to you. Okay. And I will ask. Again, I have no idea where this conversation is going to go, but just if you're listening to this, just buckle up. Um, where, where do you see the future of transportation going from the perspective of like just driving a car, mm -hmm. right? Like my parents come to visit, your parents come to visit. How do they get here? They don't take a train. They don't take a bus. They drive a car. Yes. Right. So in let's, let's go with this in 10 years, do you think that they like literally your parents, my parents, do you think in 10 years? So June 13th. 2031 will have self-driving cars to the point where you just get in the car, you go beep boop and it brings you and no human interaction is needed. Let's start there. It's a big question. I mean, I think that GPS is like the early precursor to that. Sure. And like my parents barely even use that. So hmm. I don't know if I could, if like if they're maybe the, you know, early adopter type. Sure. But at the same time in 10 years, maybe I think that the self-driving stuff is such a tough nut to crack that you know while that's like a clear thing that is like so exciting with the tesla and like the comma ai stuff yep and i know that like other companies are doing that also i think that like the self-driving stuff is going to be more just like super advanced cruise control for a while hmm. and then i think that one day there will be like this like pop where like things actually like really leap forward kind of like how like the iphone was just like huge transcendental moment for like Yes, but it took and a while. And yeah, and I feel like there was like this like period where like there was the same same kind of thing going and like we're in that now with phones. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think like the AR stuff is like talked about so much, not to get too far away from the transportation thing. Mm -hmm. But 
um, I think that like, you know, the self-driving thing has just started to really come out and there's still so much more to learn about that. But, you know, I think that like they are learning so fast that it's, it's something that could happen. Have you been in a Tesla? Actually, no, I've never been. You've in a never, Tesla. never been, been in a Tesla. In a Tesla. No, I've never been in a Tesla. I so, do. I do have a prediction though for, for cars specifically okay. in cities, okay. which I think is really interesting. Um, that w- when like, you know, if you drive into New York city, like when my parents or your parents are coming in to visit us living in the suburbs where everyone drives around and has a car, right? Yes. The biggest difference is like parking here is crazy hard. And I think that now that the streets are being opened up and that restaurants have like those little spots outside that you can uh, eat at and everything. Mm -hmm. I think that there's going to be a, like a rethinking of like parking and just like cars outside and just like being in the street in this way that just like takes up all of the space because number one, it's impossible to find a parking spot anyway. And like literally time wasted trying to find that makes no sense. I think that the way that we look at cars, if self-driving stuff, you know, maybe it will happen if it does. I think that it will really accelerate this Mm -hmm. because then you can have them drive away and do other stuff instead of being parked. Right. Right. But either way, like that's the kind of future that I see as like being a clear thing that we'll figure out even if it's not with like the self-driving tech, it'll be with like um, kind of just like rules and laws of being like, let's open up these areas for pedestrians and for people and like the rideables and like the kind of like skateboards and bikes and stuff like that, that are a little bit more like friendly. I think, I think I mentioned this. We, I definitely mentioned this to you. Maybe it wasn't when we were recording, but I was watching and tell me if this rings a bell, the Ashton Kutcher tech crunch disrupt thing when it was maybe. Okay. So back when like, the bird and the lime scooters were like popping up everywhere, going super crazy in California. There was, yeah. you know, people were th- leaving them everywhere on the sidewalks and it was just like a mess and people were throwing them in the rivers. Um, and just like, you know, there was a faction of people that were like very anti these scooters. Uh-huh. And so Ashton Kutcher posed a, a pretty good argument. And he was like, so people are complaining about these scooters being left everywhere. When did we accept that you, you cars are everywhere? You yeah. walk outside and there's these two ton metal machines with four, you know, tires that are just literally littered yeah. on the streets. Everywhere. And we've just accepted it as a society. I, uh, exactly. You probably heard that, that, that horn. Um, if I were the mayor of New York, I would, Maybe it's the governor, mayor, whichever position. I would impose a serious, like, tax mm. on driving into Manhattan. You want to drive on this island? Fifty dollars minimum. Wow. I don't know what the tolls are, but the tolls are already reasonable. It, it's like at least fifteen bucks or something to get into to the city, way. right? Across yeah, the Verrazano, like go through yeah. the Holland, whatever it's it is. More like, expensive for some of them than it is for e- others. Yep, yep. So I just feel like. You know, there there is a need for people, you know, for for vehicles in Manhattan. I understand. But I've lived here for seven years. And in those seven years, Uber has, you know, ballooned to a gigantic company. Every other car, like, I don't even, I don't even see yellow cabs anymore. I see Ubers, T9, because the license plate is T9 or T whatever saying that it's and like part all of like the, the same kind of model and they're car, all right? the like uh, they're they're Toyota black Camry's, Toyota Camry's yep um and I just like uh, you know I've been riding around living here for the last seven years and I'm just like how did we let this happen it's just yeah. overcrowded with these cars every day well when I my when I used to live in the East Village when I would ride down Broadway mm. depending on the time of day it's just hell because Broadway is one lane for cars and then one lane for the bus. And then 
when there's p people trying to cross the streets, it just creates chaos. Mm. And then there's all the, the tunnel traffic by, you know, like in Soho. Anyway, I'm getting kind of off topic here, but I, I just feel like, okay, so number one, you should absolutely get in a Tesla. Somehow yeah. find your way into a Tesla, not only because I'll of the catch performance, one of those yellow cabs, catch one of those yellow <laughs> cabs, but no, even more so get behind the wheel of a yeah, Tesla. That's definitely on the, and on the experience list. how good the autonomous and I, and I don't want to, you know, say the wrong thing here because like there's a lot of, there, there's a, there's a, a substantial amount of people that are, you know, kind of not super happy with how much. Uh, Tesla pushes autonomous driving, self-driving. It could drive itself, you know, like we're really, it's only level two self-driving out Which of the, relative to, I think it's, there's five levels of autonomy when it comes to self-driving with five being perfect, five being you no human interaction required right. at all. But here's what I'll say again, keeping so you in can't mind, just like take a nap driving this car right, right now. No, but you. keeping in mind those people that are, you know, rightfully so like Tesla says things that, you know, like could you could argue that people do stupid things in these Teslas because the words that they use to describe the autonomous features are a little, you know, they're a little much. Is it marketing though? It is marketing. It is. But so here's what I'll say. Aside from all the hoopla, when you're in a Tesla and you, whatever it is, double pull the stock to how, whatever it is in the model three or whatever it is. And you feel the car like engage and like start mm -hmm. driving. Like it, it's really advanced mm. and like it feels like alien to to a degree where like you're used to like you know if you're a passenger in the car and your your friend or your whatever parent is driving like you you trust them enough you know where like if you doze off to sleep like nah they've got it it's cool you feel that trust in the driver's seat really with the car good? dude it is next freaking level how good it is like it, it it they have the capability they say now and and the beta there's plenty of videos on youtube um i i watched this guy i think dirty tesla is this thing there's another guy that i recently found the newest full self-driving beta has the sort of debug mode visualizations on the screen those cars see a lot mm. and by all means it's not perfect at all but I will say in like 20 in, in mid 2021, I, you know, here, here, let's do this. If you have a Tesla with self-driving features, tweet me and Tyler, and we'll, we'll give the word at the end of the podcast. So, uh, you can tweet us that too. But if you're listening now, we'll take a pause and, and I want you to tweet us if you drive a Tesla with full self-driving or with not full self-driving, because the Teslas come with autonomous features, but then the FSD package, as they call it, costs 10 grand. Extra. And that, yes. Ooh. So if you get a Tesla, you do not have to buy the full package that costs 10 grand, which Elon has said for months now that they're going to do a subscription. So you'll be able to pay, I don't know, 100 or $200 a month to unlock all those features. And so the difference is... Like right now, Mike, my brother has a model Y okay. you can go on. It does really well on the highway. You put it in like autopilot and it will come to a complete stop if it needs to. If and it, someone stops in front of it. Yes. Anything. And it will take off again. So this, the full wow. self-driving wow. gets you lane changes. 
You could put it in oh. Mad Max mode where the car will like aggressively drive and overtake cars. And then you can there's a setting with buried in those settings in Mad Max mode. You do not need lane change confirmation. So when I had I think it was I rented a for my Model X review, a P100D Model X with the full self-driving. You turn on Mad Max mode and you turn off like the turn signal, whatever it is. And dude, you're driving the car and all of a sudden you just see the blinker turn on and it changes lanes and takes oh, like wow. it is alien like. Wow. And so what 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 it does also is it will recognize and respond to stop signs and traffic lights. So like if you don't have the full self-driving, you come to a stoplight, it does not stop. It will oh. just keep going through. But if there's cars in front of you, it'll respond to the cars. But what's interesting is in so, the UI, it does see the traffic lights. But again, if it's you like pay- It's a feature that has to be unlocked. Yes, that is exactly- It's crazy. all software. It's literally all software. And they charge 10, gra- 10 grand for it. Because yeah. all the Teslas now ship with all the cameras and sensors- excuse me, and that like the new Tesla processor that Mm. they, the, I think it's like some sort of system on a chip, GPU, whatever it is um, that they recently announced because they used to use NVIDIA back in, you know, a few years ago, but now they ship with state-of-the-art stuff and the semiconductor shortage is hitting uh well hard. yes that's all that's also Which true but yeah thing for the future you can get to so maybe, so all this is to say if you drive a Tesla with self-driving let us know um how it is um I think that the self-driving thing is going to happen in the next 10 years where electric cars are going to take off and then I I mean I'm sort of bullish on this stuff but this I, I make this comparison it's not really a good comparison to make but it's like sort of a an easy way to digest the information the same way that like if I call you on the phone and I press Tyler gold in my contacts, it's going to call you, right? It's not that you trust that. Right. And the same way that you trust gmail.com to check your email and youtube.com, you put an address in a search bar, any, any sort of, you know, input that you give a computer, like most of the time it responds to you in such a way that you want, right? Like, Maybe you have a butt dial here and there or you send the text to the wrong person, but 99% of the time. So it's the same thing. The same way you get in the car now and you put the car in drive and you push the gas pedal and the car goes forward and you turn the wheel to the left, the car turns left. I feel like it's the same sort of thing. It's a a computer system. It makes me think of cruise control. Yeah. Where like when I put cruise control on in a car, I like am like, oh, I know. This car is not going to go faster than what I set it at. It's not going to go slower than what I set it at. Even and if it's just a, a hill, computer. it will do its thing. And it's I know those rules. Um, I like how at least the default feature of the self-driving has the lane change confirmation. Yes. Where it won't – it'll like say like I want to turn. Yes, and then, and you, then have you have to, to – you accept it. Yes. How do you accept it? Is it like a – there's like gear shift paddles um, on the steering wheel? How do wheel? you accept it? They don't even have a steering it? wheel anymore, right? It's like a – Well, they have the yoke steering wheel. They got rid of the stalks uh, in the newest – in the Model S refresh. They got rid of the reverse and the park thing. Elon ha- said on stage the car just knows. So like if you're in your garage – and then you open the garage door, presumably there's not room in front of you, so the car just knows you want to go backwards. But like in weird parking lot situations where you're trying to like, you know, K turn or like weirdly Wait, so park. So there's no gear shift. There's, like, there's no, no there's, there's no, no stick for reverse drive or park. Have you ever watched the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody when no, um, I'm too old London for that. Tipton calls it the Prindle? That's a deep cut. Prindle. Yeah, because it's park, reverse, drive, neutral. 
and then like the one two, wow three, yeah it's but like yeah so they got rid of the prindle sticks in the car wow that <laughs> yeah. is a deep cut deep cut um and a lot of people also don't like the yoke steering wheel. I don't. Which... I'm like, it makes me having learned from an old, like old car. Mm-hmm. I say old car, mm-hmm. but like with the steering wheel, literally, instead of a yoke, yeah. it like looks like an airplane or something. It does. It looks sick. I'm all about it. Yeah, it's cool, but like, how practical is it? I don't. That's know. That's my question. That's my question. I don't, I don't know. know. I've be... never, I've never driven a car with a yoke steering wheel. It also just goes to show how bullish Elon and Tesla is on the self driving. I think. Yep. Did you watch Westworld ever? I watched season one in the, in the new season. Oh, you mentioned this. Yeah, I did mention this. Yeah. There's a car. It's a real life startup. I forget what it's called, but it's Neo. No, 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 it's not. It's like a, a more obscure company than canoe. That. It might be canoe hmm. and it looks like a, like a pill almost this car hmm. and the front and the back are like the same kind of, it looks the same basically. And then the doors open up and when you sit inside of it, you sit inside facing each other. Yes. yes um, I think it's called yes. the canoe. Okay. I think that's what it's called with like, extra valves or something somewhere but um it is this completely autonomous thing that like acts as an uber in the third season and it like is just like completely on its own and like does all this stuff and like doesn't even have steering wheels or anything like that and i guess just like we just have to you think that that do you think that that will happen in the next 10 years in the next 10 years maybe not but i think uh, i think people are going to start warming up to the idea of your car can drive you your your car can drive for you your car can drive you again the same way you get on the train you get on the subway you get on the bus like a plane also i don't think most people realize planes are mostly autonomous that's true the pilot is just there you know to make you feel better like planes legitimately on autopilot uh literally on autopilot i I think the pilot is just responsible for like landing take off landing take off and landing but when that plane is in the air maybe not even that maybe i don't know i'm not i'm not an aviation expert but like i just think the the perspective and the this the, there needs to be and i think there will be a paradigm shift of people's you know understanding and just sort of what we've come to accept as a car mm-hmm. you know like there's really nice trains you know like if you go overseas yeah. like like snowpiercer yeah. um like there yeah. are trains that like you could stay in overnight and like there's yeah, cabins and even stuff. in amtrak's trains but those aren't you know yeah but you can you could spend like 120 dollars on an amtrak for a ticket. regular one right and then the car and then there's the like the, the crazy, business yeah. class or whatever it is like i just think that so here's here's the scenario and then we should move on to another another aspect of the future but i i've always thought like Okay, so if I want to live in the suburbs of New Jersey and I have an office in New York that I, you know, work in and commute to, let's say on an average day, that drive from my house in New Jersey to Manhattan, accounting for whatever, is like an hour, okay? It would be sick if you could tell the car, hey, get me there in an hour 30. I want a 30-minute nap. Or you could be like, I need to get there in 40 minutes. And then the the idea of like you sitting behind the wheel and just like trudging along on the highway, just like you can't do anything when you drive aside from drive. Yeah. But like if I know it's like it's the same way, like if you get picked up in an Uber, you can you know send an email, send a text, whatever, like you don't have to drive the car. Yes. So I think once. I mean, Uber, Uber is literally, most people also don't realize Uber is gearing up to get rid of all of its drivers and just have autonomous vehicles. Crazy. 
which That's is crazy to think about. To the airplane thing, right? Yep. This makes me think of um, you ever see the movie I Robot or yes. read the books with Will Smith? Will Smith. Movie. Yes. Yeah, and in it, he's kind of like super against the robots that are mm-hmm. like now like these personal robots. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a robot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their assistant, their secretary, like the trash people, like the drivers, like every like job Everything. is just a robot now, right? In in I Robot in this movie, and Will Smith is like really against them because he had this like personal experience, and I guess like, do you think that there will be a similar kind of um, group of people who are, le- you know, hesitant about this and like, yes. we'll see these self-driving cars on the road and we'll be like, Ooh, I want to like, will there be separate? Like, how will we deal with mm-hmm. that? We're a little, there will have to be like separate lanes or like, I don't know if you remember you had to do this, but um, in New Jersey, when uh, you got your like original provisional license, this is after I got mine actually, but they had made you put like a special little tag yes, on your license because plate of the age to thing. show that you were like a first year driver. So yeah. I wonder if like soft driving cars will have to have some mm-hmm. kind of thing because there really is like a legitimate, like just awareness concern to this. And like, I guess that's, uh, my question for you is like, how do we, as part of like people who are, are bullish Anti. on this and want to make this thing happen, right. what are the ways to like get the people who aren't as excited about it, excited about it? So statistically speaking, the, the self-driving, and this is just what Tesla publishes, based on their millions of miles of, you know, autonomous driving versus human driving, like there's 35-ish thousand, and you can you can look this up. I think in like 20, uh, the last time I looked at it was like 2018, 35,000 deaths from car accidents mm-hmm. in the United States alone. Now, Teslas are the safest cars on the road. And they're they're tested and rated. It's not yes. it's not, and that's like fake. in accidents and crashes. Not even with it's, regards to like self driving. Oh, right, yeah. right. You're 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 in a Tesla. I, I forget the way they actually phrase. It. It's very specific. It's like you are least accident prone. You're like least likely to get injured if you mm. got in an accident in a Tesla. I right. Remember, the way they specifically yeah. say it, but. Well, I, I remember seeing something where like they got a better than perfect score. Where in one of the crashes it like broke their tool that they crashed the car so and and just recently the the model s plaid was announced it's also probably going to get rated five stars across the board Mm. like the tesla vehicles are the safest and And the fastest now and and the fastest less than two seconds to hit 60 miles an hour which is i mean unnecessary but no so i was going to say is the how do you get people to you know sort of like come to the other side is look at the data Mm. like the 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 and and I'm going to get flamed for this, but I, I've been behind the wheel of plenty of Teslas. I think these cars can drive better than humans. I, for the life of me, dude, I ride my boards through Manhattan. There's just some people that should not be allowed to drive a car because they rage because they're on their phones because they're distracted because they don't know how to drive. I just like, I can't believe we've made it 70, 80 years into this car society where we just accept Oh, no matter what state of conscious you're in, you can put the key in the ignition and push the full pedal and hit 120 miles an hour. That is effing insane to me. And look at the statistics. There's tens of thousands of people in the U.S. alone that die because of car accidents. And what is it? It's drunk driving. It's, you know, people not paying attention. It's reckless driving. It's people that are tired, falling asleep at the mm-hmm. wheel. Self-driving solves all of those. It solves it like to a degree it does. Like, yes, you need need to keep your hand on the wheel. Like the Tesla will start beeping at you. So not currently in its current state. Not not in its current state. No, 
Yeah. Um, the car will even punish you if you have self-driving. If you have the autonomous, like you, if you pay for the full self self-driving package and you have it on the highway and you ignore the warning saying, "Hey, put your hands on the wheel," the car will disable autopilot until you put the car in park. Wow! It punishes you and in it goes out. Puts you in timeout. So, look. So here's here's how I want to segue away from yep. the transportation thing because like that kind of feature is is there because the self driving car stuff has such a high stakes type of uh you know everything about it. It has about the, it. It has the opportunity about it. to change yes. the world. Everything right? about it is just everything like super we know high about cars could change because of this. Yes. So you know now we're finally starting to get the similar kinds of features on our phones where privacy and screen time and the way that we use these things are yep. really starting to be considered. And, yep. you know, I think that that kind of thing, that regard to our psychology and our behavior yep. and the way that we exist in this space, that is now the world that we are sitting in physically, but also the world that we're speaking into by creating this content, quote unquote, and we're talking to people in the future, essentially, right? So right now we're sitting here and oh, I like that. it's whatever time it is. It's 923. Right, 923. And what we're doing is we're actually, you know, creating an artifact that in the future people will listen to and be able to look back on what we're projecting into the future and what we're predicting, right? So I, I think that we're all as a society and as individuals especially have already become super aware of these things, but we've yet to really start to see the ramifications and also the practical kind of implementations of those things. And, um, I think that wearables like Apple watches and Fitbits and those kinds of things are giving us data about ourselves in a really interesting way. But I also think that there's this like return, this resurgence almost to like a, a technology free sort of thing. Right. And it's really interesting, like thinking about, in 2013 when I wrote that tweet, the future is going to be a crazy place. I think back to that and just like where I was at let that me pause, time. Let me pause real yeah. quick. Are we in the future now? Relative to them. Yes. For sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. Relative to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. If you went back in time and you brought this iPhone 12 <laughs> pro to Tyler and Sam in April, 2013, we would have lost yeah. our minds. Yeah. Can you well, imagine? I would have been like, that looks like it's five years into the future, which like, well back oh, then, think about it back then we, 2013, what, 2013 was, what? was the iPhone uh, maybe five, six? maybe, maybe the iPhone five, maybe five, five S or six, but still yeah. home button. Like this is like True. some, yeah. some like yeah. crazy, yeah, you're right. Super future yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And like to us, like the future to me was like crazy in a good way. Like I thought it was going to get crazy. Like, wow. Like so crazy, inspiring, amazing. All yep. these cool and don't get me wrong. And it now? has happened. But like, <laughs> I think that like the narrative that we have about all these tools and technology and it's the future is dystopian is all hell well because the pandemic kind of happened that definitely had a huge influence but yeah even before that we were already trending towards that as just like a cultural school of thought i think i think so too and and i think that like without getting into politics <laughs> there was a lot of strife and, and polarization that yes that contributes to that um and i think that the technology got blamed for that like people have this like loathing towards mark zuckerberg and yes and i, and I think that like in the future Right. As we continue to live, we're going to really start to rethink our relationships with all this stuff. All these people, yes. who are these new oligarchs who are kind of like creating the future in a huge way and influencing it and like orchestrating all of this stuff. And um, I, I think that we, we continue to predict it, but it always takes our expectations and like almost just like pulls the rug out in yep. a funny way, you know, yep. or even like pulls the cur the, 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 the table um, table cur what's table that? cloth tablecloth out from underneath. Yes. The 
Sometimes but, but do, go. The, do the dishes land back on the table that, or know? do they shatter everywhere? I think I think looking back on this, we might just laugh at how wrong we are, but that's the fun of speculation. But wait, what was the segue you were making? Um, the original segue I wanted to make was with the iRobot way of the self-driving cars. Oh, yes, and yes, like yes, the, yes, yes. You know, being against that and accepting then it. Now we're like against phone. We, at first we were like hype for phones. You know, and now yeah. we're like kind of like social media is running my life. Like, yeah. Attention span. Like and that that's not just us. Right. Like a, like that is a sort of general consciousness of people that feel disdain toward like, oh, I spend so much time on my phone, like browsing Instagrams, making me depressed. Like that is uh, like a lot of people feel that way. Right. It's not just I, like I, I mean, l- let us know if you don't feel that way. But yeah. like, I think most people do. And yeah. realistically. It's because we're scrolling. We have access to like something better than the Library of Alexandria. The, it's the greatest source of information yes. imaginable. Yes. And even in 2013, you couldn't imagine how much information there would be. Like college lectures, the way that there are. Like yeah. you could literally go to Stanford Computer Science class on YouTube. Yes. And like there's like intro to ECS yeah, 101, and, right? And I just think that like we're using this tool for like looking at TikTok remixes of the same meme, and it's just so, like. The, it's fashion of ideas. I think I think it was the singer of the Mars Volta that said this, and I, I I could be wrong, but I think it was Cedric that said, when you like browse social media, all you're doing is looking into the past, right? Like everything you see on there already happened, yeah. and there's nothing. Obviously, you can't go on your phone and look into the future, right? Yeah. But like it's just like what a simple way of putting it. But like you're just like, wow, that kind of cuts deep like everything you see is already in the past so like why are you wasting your time scrolling through and i'm obviously guilty of it of course but so am i i I, all right so so kind of bringing the conversation forward a little bit Mm -hmm. um the arvr thing sure i i always cringe when people are like arvr is the future blah 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 but 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 I mean, remember when we tried Oculus Rift probably around 2013 and we were like, this is the future. DK2. Yeah, and where's that now? I mean, it's here. You can buy Oculus Quest for 300 bucks and it's pretty pretty good. I I guess. It's pretty good. For what it is, it's pretty good, it's but fair. but it does not have nearly the adoption of smartphones and desktops and yeah, you know, tablets you know. even. Yeah, um, that's my point that I'm trying to get at. You know, fair. Um, I just think that it's only a matter of time before it'll be fun to l- listen back on this podcast because Apple's AR and VR play are not here yet. And there's without a doubt in my mind, Apple, the same way Apple did an iPhone, Apple's never going to do an iPhone. What business does Apple have making smartphones? Phone, they, yeah. they can't do that. They make computers. Yeah, okay. Um, and what I think we looked it up last time. There's a billion active iPhones. It was like yeah, iPhones? 1 billion active iPhones and like 1.6 Apple devices or yep. something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, <laughs> I think so we didn't see it at DubDub. Um, which I thought we might, might, might get some sort of teaser of like a glasses or a VR headset. But Gurman, Mark Gurman, who I think we already spoke about on the podcast, has some reporting on um, Apple's VR AR future. And Scoble also has like a huge blog post. I think that Apple will eventually do some sort of wearable ambient computing where like... I don't know what their premise and their pitch is going to be, but so you've been wearing the Apple watch for like a week. Yeah. Like I think, I think there's I have a, thoughts also. Like I, th- I could go into detail. I think, I think there's like probably a healthy amount of people that, 
you know, want to be sort of free. And I don't use that word lightly, like free from the phone. Yeah. Right. Cause like we're so emotionally, physically attached to the phone. Yes. You're like, you can't even leave the house without your smartphone. Whereas like five, seven, 10 years ago, whatever your stupid flip phone, like leave it at home. You don't need it. You know, Oh, bring your digital camera whatever. So like, and even if you do bring it, what's, you're not going to like get lost on Instagram for half an hour sitting at the coffee shop. Right. Right. Your, and now you walk around LGN anywhere, chocolate, everywhere right? you go to a restaurant, you go to the subway, you go literally anywhere. It's just, people are just lost in their phones. I was saying, this at, I was saying this at dinner earlier about how, cause they gave us like a, like a paper menu. Yep. And I just had this moment where I was sitting at, at a restaurant the other day and you sit down and like there's the just scanning like the QR yeah. code, which like came out of nowhere. That's another thing in the future. If you had told me that QR that codes QR are going to be a thing right now, well, I'd be like, I mean, no it, way. It like, makes sense because of we the, wanted. I feel like we were the kinds of people who wanted QR codes to happen, and then and then it they, just like they, never was cool. It was weird, like ugly, and now it's just super useful. Well, QR with, codes definitely happen because world, of COVID. Like, yeah, but. Like the fact that now we sit down at a, at a dinner table and like it's become or like even a bar and it's normal for everyone just to like spend the first minute or so looking at their phone scrolling I hate it. and you see a table of people doing this. It just like feels so bizarre. It's so cringe. It's, it's so cringe. literally cringe. Right. I, I remember before the pandemic, I forget where I was, but I was at a dinner with friends and we all stacked our phones in the middle of the table. Nice. No phones. Do not use your phone. You can't nice. look at it. Two hours. Be present. Mm. Like. If you're listening to this podcast, when was the last time you went two hours without looking at your phone? Yeah. I probably pick up my phone a, a hundred, literally more you probably. What's your, what's your pickups at? You can literally oh, check, I don't right? even want to know. Oh, man. I'm looking oh, mine up. Man, I don't even want to know. Where's my phone? I'm going to do this live. <laughs> Screw it. Here. I'll say this. that The watch definitely makes Where me is it? do it it's less. Settings? If I, I think just it's in screen pickups? time. Screen time? And then, uh, oh, man. And then see all activity. Screen time. And see then all activity. Pickups. Yes. And then you can see today and it even shows you like a little graph of when you pick them up and what app you use. Screen time use day or pickup. week. What do you want to do? Limits. Where am I? Pickups 111. Wow. Okay. Yikes. You doubled me. Yikes. I'm at yeah, 63. Like I'm almost embarrassed to admit that, but I mean like my job is on the internet, you know? And but you like, also like get a lot of like texting people. Yeah, uh, but even still, even still, dude, even still. What was your first use app after pickup? It's always Instagram. Oh really? Yep. It's, I hate to admit it, but it is. Yeah. See, that's why I think the watch has been a really interesting thing because yeah. literally yeah, tell I'll me. just walk around my apartment and not have to have your phone. My on phone you. is, I don't even know where it was. Like literally I had to like, I was like, I would need to go on this app and like do something. And I was like, right. Where is it? And I had to like do the thing where you ping the phone. And it, dings. So it, it dings, which is great. But like it was sitting on the couch and I was just like, that was the first time that I've just like, haven't had that, this phone and this iPhone 12 pro is heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. You feel it in your pocket, yep. especially if it's like shorts or something. So nice. So I think, nice. I think though, I want to like dive in a little further mm -hmm. and, and, and sort of like unpack that. I just think that like, you know, the, the sort of like, nervous like all of a sudden moment where, where you don't know where your phone is and you're like uh oh where's my phone but like when you're at home and you have the watch on and you're you know it doesn't it on wi-fi it's like you're you're removed you know the ball and chain has been removed but at the same time tyler you can still be reached right where like the the communication device has been funneled into this one brick you know, glass slab, tiny little thing on, on your wrist. But you no, mean, but so no now, but so the main communication is the phone. Then the watch right. came out and it's like, that can sort of liberate you from having to look at your phone. Where like, 
in in your in the back of your conscious mind, you know that if a parent calls you, it's your watch is going to ring. But it doesn't matter that you don't know where your phone is. And by you not knowing where your phone is, you're not going to get lost in Instagram. You're not going to sit on your phone for 40 minutes and exactly. scroll through TikTok. It's just like, oh, the watch is on my wrist. I can be reached. And that's as far as it goes. Yes. And and that peace of mind is it's like great. being free. It is it's a great. form of like liberty from this device. I'm like, I don't mean to make it sound like so like oppressive because obviously it's like amazing. No, but dude, the phones love control iPhone, us now. But like, we're so, so, so attached to these dude, things. Dude, it's insane. And it, it's just crazy. And I've just been really aware of my screen time. And, and yeah, like for me personally, at least like this is my like one year future is definitely going to be more about kind of like more conscious technology yes, use. Yes, but, but can and, and you kind even of do that? In yes, a, absolutely. It, but what about like the friends you hang out with? Everyone else is on their phone. So what are you doing? So it's funny because when that happens, I will literally like sit there or I will just keep talking or I will like look at someone else or do something else. Sometimes I pull up my phone if it's like relevant. But like when I do, I'm also consciously not going to Instagram or whatever. I'll like open up like day Twitter? one or no, I'll go to okay. day one and I'll like write down something okay. and like kind of like, but you see what I mean it. though? Like if, yes, if but, you're, if you're conscious of how much you're using your phone, that's great. But when you're at a dinner and you're sitting there being like, I'm not going to look at my phone. Everyone else is going to look at their phone. I'm also not afraid to say something else. If it like really is that yeah. egregious to be yeah. real. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. You, you probably would too. I would to do the honest. same like, thing. If I'm, if I'm at a dinner with someone sitting across from them and they're using their phone and be like, am I even here? Like, yeah. what, what are like, we doing? We can go use our phones at home. Like, I, yeah. You know, and, and I think that like to, to your point about like putting the phones in the middle of the table, like yep. I think that kind of, that behavior with your friends etiquette even right yeah like it's an etiquette that it we, is. we are severely lacking and, and <laughs> yeah i don't even know if there's etiquette though like the phones just came and now there's just like these un that's the problem yep. it's, it's with that extremely fast disruption we never had time to like even like take stock of what was happening let alone make rules for yep. it and also yep. it doesn't help that like it's literally like addictive in the ways that they like have these like dark UI patterns that are like designed to hook you back and keep you going once you're on there. I mean the and the Instagram algorithm change, yes. right? You used to open the app and it was reverse chronological, so you know where you were in the feed. But now you yes. open and it's always new content. Let alone TikTok, which is just like uh, I mean TikTok is an crazy endless, adrenaline endless hole rush, right? Of, um, I wanted to bring this back to the glasses thing. I think yeah. it's only a matter of time. I I think next year we'll see it announced. I think they're gonna do some sort of like. Uh, ambient ambient computing, spatial computing, where the operating system is just in your field of view. Where like, if I was sitting here right now and I'm looking at you and I got a text, it would be awesome if it was just like up here in my field of view where I don't have to interrupt. Like even the watch, like you've been wearing it, even the watch, you have to like kind of like glance over and yeah, it has, it has an always on display. But like it still it breaks your attention, and and the other person notices that you're like you're, glancing yes, over, right? Yes, and it's like it yes, ruins it. Yes, and and the the interesting part about the glasses, and I'm also psyched. and you and you used Google Glass, right? For I did. A second I did back briefly. Then? Yeah, I yeah. borrowed it for a weekend. But like, I wear glasses, right? Right, like, right, right. Like for my eyesight. So personally, like I know that I'm kind of like talking about like how I'm like oh all these problems, but like. I actually am like super excited for for if there is like an augmented reality glasses kind of thing because because I'm already wearing glasses on my face anyway and I've just like had so many moments where I'm just like this is here it would be really nice if it could just do some like very unobtrusive things and like showing a message is one thing but the same way that on the watch since I've been using it now I'm like very particular with only notifications um, that yeah only text messages and phone calls really yep. come through here and like 
I actually really love the breathe thing. Yep. So I have that on. Okay, but besides, cool. like the fucking stand, the stand up thing. Oh, yeah. The stand up things are the worst. Yeah. So like those yep. are. Those I are turn off. those off too. And um, I think that the same thing's gonna apply with the glasses. Where like, I would have it like VIP friends only or yeah. favorites only. We're like, I don't want, you know, I want like a. In that case, it's like guilty until proven innocent. Where I want on do not disturb by default. Because it's coming into my field of vision, and if it's gonna hit me right. literally like this, in my I'm waving my hand in front of me, like literally in front of my eyes, yep. like, I want that to be really important. You know, it's. I think it's gonna be similar to the way how bad the original Apple Watch was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it worked, yeah. but it was just like, I mean, it was slow, it was laggy, like it. You need, you really needed your phone. Um, to that point, though, I think yeah. the original Apple Watch had a couple of things that it was really good at which like is what the workout features were really cool yep. when it worked yep the heartbeat feature was yep. really cool the gps was amazing yep um the, this is such a tiny little one but like using it as a music remote true was amazing yep. i bought the very first one and i haven't used an apple watch since then um and and yeah like I, I, even the camera remote too amazing yep. so like i think that like they'll have the same like they'll core. have their like marquee features of yes. like what makes this glass yes. special. Yes. Sure. Especially now that you can do like the text scanning and everything yeah. where it like can oh, read the text and, and kind of like do that. Like that's you think it'll have be, a camera on it. I don't know because I, I mean like the Google glass thing was super uncomfortable for people to be like other people to be around. Well, it feels like you're like in the line the of fire. Pr- the problem. Well, yeah. Same thing with the spectacles. Well, too. no. So the spectacles deliberately had the ring yes. of LEDs when you were recording. And it has like the, the original ones at least had like the constant yellow uh, circle around. Yes, it. yes, yeah. The new ones are like a little more subtle, very, right? very subtle. Yeah. But it always the spectacles, all three versions, they always show you when you're recording. With Google Glass, you had no idea when someone was recording. But yes. but you can make the same argument now. It's just as easy to pull out your smartphone and hold it up to record like what it's true and honestly you know? like i'm sitting here holding my phone like am i yeah. texting or right am I actually it's, it's like just the like recording is the whole time. a little bit like yes it's an invasion of privacy sure but like i, I think mean, that that's just like a thing that people are gonna very quickly get over yeah you know what i mean like that's yeah. like one of those cultural things that will shift past very quickly it's just like being literally the only person wearing a camera on your face yes you re- yes like, you're you're there's Robert a target Scoble on definitely your back. knows what we're talking about yes. with this one do you yes. know what i mean and and glass i think was 2013 glass was way way ahead of its i time. wonder if this tweet was, was probably because when, when i you had were the google, google glass. glass possibly that'd be really interesting if it were i think i think there's um so well let's keep talking about the future um we're gonna see nothing's first product come out soon nothing.tech I don't think I've ever heard of them. They're uh, Carl Pay, the OnePlus guy. So Carl Pay so make a phone? has – What is it? Um, they say their first product is going to be headphones. Huh. So they're going to make consumer electronics, gadgets, devices. You've never seen this? Nothing.tech? No. I'm just going to go to it. Nothing.tech. Coming soon. Yeah, did you hear that? Sounds like changed. Ear One combines raw beauty with rich and precise sound for pure listening experience. It's a cool looking website. Yeah, so oh, they they actually changed their website a bit. Um, so Carl Pay um, is the founder here, and Casey is an investor. They have oh. a crazy roster of investors. Um, you should go to the website about, let me see. Yeah, here, here's their thing. It's easy to make something. Even easier when it's just like the thing before it and the one before that. But like all good things, this one starts from scratch. No notes, no blueprints, no map to find our way back. We're rethinking everything. 
from what we make and how we make it to what goes in and what goes out. A giant reset button for all things innovation. And so we go. Confident that technology in reach isn't worth reaching for. We know because we tried reaching a little further and came up with nothing. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? So Steve Huffman. Wow. Going. So Tyler just pulled up keep a picture. Going, keep going with this. Keep going with um, the story, though. So Steve Huffman, co-founder of Reddit, like Alexis's co-founder. Yeah. Steve Huffman is an investor. Kevin Lynn, co-founder of Twitch, is an investor. Um, this guy, Josh Buckley, Liam Casey, Patty Cosgrave. And Mr. Neistat, investors in this so company. Some, some, uh, so there is a new hardware startup from the guy, Carl Pei, who did OnePlus. That's so exciting because it's so rare to see a new, new hardware. hardware startup That's not like from that. One exactly. of the incumbents. Yeah. So nothing is a it. cool company that I have on my radar. And then have you have you heard of Humane? Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. So Humane is a company of, I've counted at least really 20 cool, former Apple employees. It's a husband, and I was going to make a video about this. I just, I recorded the whole thing. I just never made it. Um, I, it's probably worth a follow-up to the video that I actually never published, but I, I want to make a video about them eventually because- Look at this website moving. It's, it's, it's insane. Crazy. So um, Bethany Bongiorno and Imran Chaudhry are a husband and wife that both worked at Apple. Imran is on the original iPhone team. He has patents. He's an inventor. Like he is- literally one of the human beings that made the original iPhone, like worked with jobs and everything. And then his wife, Bethany Bongiorno was like, uh, in charge of all these different software groups. And so they're a husband and wife. Mm. They are a superpower couple and they have hired like on, I've counted on their website, at least 20 former Apple employees. Wow. And I did the math, Tyler combined experience of all of these former Apple employees oh, cool. is over 100 years of experience at Apple. Woo. And so there is a company right now in its hardcore infancy. No one knows about Humane. H-U-M-A-N-E. Humane. That is their domain. H-U-M-A-N-E. And their website is really smooth it's nice. too. It's really it's nice. smooth. And so they're. So do they're we know little, what they're going to be doing? No, nope. it's like super. No, nope. here let me, let me read you. Let me read you their mission. Right. Our mission. We and this is humane. So it's it's oddly very similar to nothing. Weirdly enough, we believe in building innovative technology that feels familiar, natural, and human. Technology that improves the human experience and is born from good intentions. Products that put us back in touch with ourselves, each other and the world around us. Experiences that are built on trust with interactions that feel magical and bring joy. Humane is the next shift between humans and computing. The best human experience ever. Wow. And so that to me is like super spacey, very like lofty, very nebulous, very, lofty, yeah. very like, but look at their- And their, I'm also like assuming that they look at have their, like an idea of what that means, Look at their really little tough. icon. This looks like the spectacles when you popped out the lens of a spectacles, that is literally the shape of it. Oh, that's in, weird. In I Gen mean, I, 1. From the website, I, I would definitely say that that's like uh, eclipse, like a, the sun yes, being eclipse. Yes, like, like a but solar eclipse You're is right, though. It is exactly it the same shape. It looks just like – so if you go to Humane and you're listening, so you're just like, what are you guys talking about? Look at the Humane logo or icon. It's like it, a moon almost. It, it's, like, it's like almost a full moon basically. Yeah. And so I see them and I'm like, what are they up to? Yeah. Oh. They hired Ken Kashenda, who 
was a veteran of Apple that designed the original iPhone's keyboard. He also was like a designer wow. for Safari. And that he was has, a game changer. The keyboard. He, he has. Key. He has Huge. a book. Um. Uh. I'll tweet out the name. I've tweeted a bunch uh, about this before. Um. Of this book, and I just followed Ken because, like, I forget how he popped up on my Twitter, but in the last six months, he took a job at Humane. Wow. So, so all building the dream team. So. Look, I don't know what's going to happen to this company. I don't know if we'll ever see anything from them. We probably will. They have venture backing too. Of course, yeah. It's just like exciting that a company like this exists and it's like, again, yeah. super infancy. And then and then nothing also. Um, they're kind of just like, you know, doing their thing. So two companies to look forward to, Humane and nothing. Like we're in, you know, three, you know, three, five years from now, we can look back at this podcast and be like, wow, remember when no one or, you know, Humane had nothing out and no one knew what they were? Uh, yeah. I'm curious to know, um, again, if you feel so inclined to tweet at us, if you had heard, I feel like a lot of people have had heard of nothing because it's like Carl pay and the sort of like tech scene and like Casey's tweet about him before and that kind of thing. But this humane thing, unless you're like super deep Apple nerd, you know, and even then you might not even know about, mm -hmm. like, I don't even know how they came onto my radar. They're just like, at some point I was just like, what is this company humane? And, um, it's yeah. exciting. It's exciting, especially if it's going to be hardware because yes, you know, I think both are going to be hardware. I, I think that's like the real thing that I was getting out before with like this talk about like the phones and just like, we're all ready for like the, you know, people who are like into tech yes. are all ready for something new. I just feel like we've had the same form factors for a long time now and yes. it's cool and everything, but like, just like the self-driving cars, that's, that's why I brought up the iRobot thing. Like, yep. I, I think that like this new decade is going to hold a lot of cool new stuff. Yes. The same way that the smartphone. Well, we can look, we can like look back everything. Now we right? can look back on this past decade. Yeah. Right. What did things, what was the state of VR in 2010? What was the state of smartphones in 2010? What was the state of electric skateboards in 2010? Like yeah. a lot of stuff has happened in the last but 10 weren't years. All those things around, like when we went to CES 2012 with the verge way back in the day, all those things were around actually. Yes. But they were like very and, early still. They were like now, very on the bleeding edge and, and now, now they're, they're mainstream. Yes, exactly. So what are the things? And so like, like let's can we like do like a quick like sure like a list like sure vr is something that now is like really kind of come into its own the same way that phones have come into its own so like in the next 10 years we're i think have vr like is going to get way more popular i think it's right? going to become way more accepted for people to sit home in a vr headset but yes continue do, oh i want to ask do you think that it will be more of people doing it like a console where they buy it and have it at home or will it be more of it like they go to a physical kind of like space because i've been to a couple of these now um one of my friends had one in Midtown. I forget what it's called, unfortunately, but um, we went to the opening of it a while ago and it was awesome. And it had all these like little like areas carved yeah. out with like different games. Yeah. And like some of them had like accessories and like moved even. And like, yep. I think that for VR, like, especially if you could have like an omnidirectional track uh, yes. thing to walk on, yes. like all this crazy I think technology. Gets I think, I think that is going to exist for like the hyper enthusiast, yeah. but I just think the barrier to entry yeah. now to get a full fledged VR untethered without a computer now, 300 bucks for Oculus yeah. quest. Like that is crazy to think because that Oculus from the Kickstarter project was like expensive and it really honestly wasn't that good. Mm. Now yeah. the, the quest two has 120 Hertz display. They're probably working on the quest three and God only knows what Apple's doing, yeah. you know? True, true. So, all right. So, so I think coming. So VR is coming. Really I think, up. I think we're also like this, this idea of spatial computing where we remove 
the screen from our hands and just put the operating system in our fields of view. And that's through like a HoloLens or a Magic Leap type or, of thing. Or some sort of like spectacle, the new spectacles Snapchat yes. has them. Those actually look those, I want them. They're only they're only doing it for those like compelling. developers. Right. Um, it's just like Google Glass was back in the yes. day. Yes. Like no no no, but like you could buy well, I think originally originally you couldn't get them, but then they opened the Explorer edition or oh, whatever yeah, it was. Those, but yeah. the spectacles I tried you cannot buy them. There's nowhere on the website. I like put in my information. I get these like email digests of like, check out what this person did. And I'm like, I want them for myself, you know, <laughs> just to like see what they've done, you know, because yeah, the whole it. thing with spectacles, Tyler was like, oh my God, it has a display. No, it doesn't. It just has two cameras, you know, or one camera. And then Gen 2 was like, oh my God, ha-. no, it doesn't have a display. And like now it has a display. Do you think that people will wear those out in public, like walking around yes. or will it be yes. like how Microsoft's like it's an office, like mm. in the conference room, like very specific Facebook's, kind of settings. Facebook's doing a smartwatch. Facebook's doing With two ju- cameras. Apparently just this week on the verge, you saw that article and they're doing glasses. Hmm. So but like they're and, the last and, company that I, I would buy that stuff from. And I don't think that I'm alone. Yes, in that I agree. I agree. But, Facebook owns Instagram. Facebook owns Oculus. Facebook owns WhatsApp. And like, I'm also like getting more turned off by Instagram as the, uh, as sure, the days yes, go on. Yes, I know? agree. I agree. Um, and I hate that I but, say but that. But there to be will honest. be there will be a very competitive landscape of this. This is my take. In you know twenty over the next eighteen months, the landscape for AR glasses is going to be hot again. The same way that Google Glass was like the hottest thing in the early 2010s. And then they, it kind of just like went away. Like, why did Google Glass fail? Blah, blah, blah. Too early. Not enough battery life. Whatever. Like, I have these. The Focals by North. What happened to this company? They got bought by Google. Yeah. You're going to tell me they're doing nothing with all that IP? So I think I we'll see so. Google. I, I think, I mean, Amazon has those like Alexa connected glasses. After Facebook, the next last company I would buy that from. Is Amazon, right? So I think between Google, Amazon, Facebook, I mean, maybe Microsoft will do a consumer one. They have the HoloLens, which is yeah. pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, I've tried that before and that actually was. That's pretty that good. Really cool. Have you tried the Magic Leap yet? Yes, I tried you that here okay. a couple of I forget when recently though. And it was actually really interesting until it the field of view. Re- right until it wasn't, it was like really good until it wasn't Un- until you but look to the left. The, and it's the, the kind of thing that it was fun to try once. And I don't think that I need to do it. I think, again. I think the reason why we haven't seen apples yet is because they are just taking their sweet time. They're yeah. letting, it's the same story every time. And Apple lets all the competitors try their things. They learn from what everyone else true. is doing. And then they're going to reinvent and introduce something brand new and revolutionary that's probably going to suck as a Gen 1 version. And my, my, you know, Apple fanboy self will go sit in line for it because that's who I am. Um, Same. (laughs) And 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 so, yeah, so I think I think over the next 10 years, like self-driving cars, I think. also, just like more bandwidth, you know, like like faster internet connect- bandwidth, even faster, faster connectivity. Than 5G and, and all yeah, that. I just think like a lot of America also has garbage internet now, That's true. and like I have gigabit in the studio. We're blessed and in like, New York City, with, and there's like people yeah. that live in Middle America that you know don't even get ten down, That's which true. is like a disaster. That's they true. need to they need to make a they need to make like a. 50 50 connection a commodity the same way you have running water in your house and i i speak as like a 
privileged first world, you know, I live in New York City, like, of course, I'm going to say these things. But like the same way that you turn on the lights and you expect them to turn on mm -hmm. when you pay your electricity bill, the, the same way and trust also you should have Internet like that. Mm. Um, mm. Reliably, so, right? Uh, AR, VR, faster Internet. Um, I think also the return of supersonic planes. Yeah, that's that's a whole thing in and of itself. That's I a really good answer for the travel question. Actually, I, I watched a good. I think it was. It's either half as interesting or um, Wendover Productions. I love Sam's content. Um, you know, Sam. I think from you Wendover? showed me that video. Possibly, I remember watching something about this recently, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to happen again." Yeah. So there's a few companies that are taking a stab at it, um, and then I also think micro mobility is a boom that's happening right Which before is like our eyes. Skateboards and uh, stuff? skateboards, scooters, unicycles, one wheels, scooters bikes, everywhere, everywhere, in New York City now. everywhere. everywhere. I, I think, I think that most commutes are, you know, short, like the, the average time that someone spends, you know, versus like how quick and nimble they are. Dude, we've come up on an hour. Yes. It's nine 55. We started at what? Eight 53. I think like it was right around there. We should we should shelf this for now. Maybe pull it off the shelf in another week because we can go on and on about the future. That is true. But I wanna I wanna just cap it here so me and Tyler could go back to our lives. Yeah, it's actually dude. If if I if I don't stop us from talking, we could go two hours. I know. Easily. It's already ten o'clock here, so I know. Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this one, Tyler. Pick the word. Essential. Essential. Like the essential phone? Well, I'm looking at the bottle of water you have here, which well, is missing. Essentia. The L. Essentia. Essentia. And I literally thought of the essential phone when we were talking about those nothing. Well, that inhumane. was Andy Rubin. Because that was the last like cool new, new cool yes. tech startup that I could yes. think of. And that was like I remember it was the first phone that had like that hole punch the, display. Yep, the teardrop. And, or no, it was the hole punch display. Right? Yes. And I was really excited for that yep. and then and then it, they just yeah never really yeah they i don't through. even know if they made a second one and then andy rubin had his whole scandal or something yeah yeah um yeah, so. so tweet us tyler is at tyler gold and sam is at sam streffer but you probably know that already and the word is essential so if you yes. made it to the end of the podcast just tweet us at essential we'll see it um and why not if if you want us to talk about something in particular tell us what you like about the show tell mm -hmm. us what you don't like Again, this is Summer School with Sam Sheffer and Tyler Gold. We are doing a podcast every Sunday until through July, basically. Yes. And then it will be over. So school is over. Class is dismissed. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Later.